thinking and I was thinking a little bit about uh, this morning and the presentation again first of all it just kind of blows my mind we were full last night and packed out last night first service and second service we had so many people then this morning again to celebrate the birth of Christ it's so cool I don't know about you but I don't want to be anywhere else but in church on Christmas morning just celebrating I mean Christmas is every day of my life every day Jesus is every day of our lives, but man, to get together with the family of God, you know, I, I, I enjoy having that meal, that Christmas Eve meal, all the fish, and have a great time with all the stuff that we eat, and, um, but it's great to have a meal together in the house of the Lord as the family of God, amen? I also want to thank Pastor Josh, who, he's a wonderful man, Pastor Josh, you are awesome, and you're so wonderful, I love you, man, I love you, buddy. You guys don't really understand how much time he's put into this as well, just to make sure that it, it just was a wonderful reflection of giving a gift. And so that's what I want to talk to you for just a few moments about finding the right gift, selecting the right gift for the people that you love and sometimes the people that you owe. Uh, but. I, I, as we're thinking about this gift giving and, and kind of the craziness, how many of you find it's a little crazy when you go to the stores and, 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 and even some of the attitudes sometimes, and I tried my best. I want to tell you that I tried my best to be spiritual, a man of God, but a couple of times I almost lost it in the crowds. And um, so, you know, where did all this craziness start? And, and, and the giving, and, and the giving part of that is a good thing. And I think that obviously when we think about the gifts that we give, there are kind of, there are several different kinds of gifts and, or at least the motives behind that. And I find in the scriptures that there are three guys, three young guys who, they have the right motives, they have the right agenda in giving gifts, and they are the wise men. And um, so if you ever wondered where all this gift giving started from, it started from them. And so I want you, if you would, to come with me to a real important scripture in the Bible. It's Matthew. And it says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him, and gathered together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, and he began to inquire of them where the Christ child would be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judah. For so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the star would appear. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go make a careful search for the child, and when you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. And having heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which had been seen in the east went on before them, and it came and stood over there where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I like that. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him and opened their treasures. And they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed from their own country by another way. There's some really important things that I see 
when it comes to giving gifts. And these wise men really show us how to give a gift. Number one, they personally brought that gift to Jesus. They personally. I mean, they could have sent it with a servant. They could have sent it on before them. But the truth is, they, they brought it themselves because they wanted to personally be before the king and worship him. They wanted to personally give that gift. Now, I want to be honest with you. If anybody has a gift for me, I'll take it any way you send it. You can send it UPS. You can send it in that big brown box truck. You can send it by air. You can send it by camel. I'll take it any way you bring it. But there is something very special about bringing a gift personally. Because there's something about being able to say thank you. Now the truth is, not only do I love to receive gifts, but I think about the motives behind the gifts. These guys were not only wealthy, but they were worshippers somehow. Even though they were pagans, they came to worship the Lord. And notice how they gave that gift. It was given with great reverence. It was given with great respect. It was given with incredible love. It was given with devotion. But most of all, it was given with great joy. They had joy in bringing the gifts before the Lord. The Bible says they came into the house and they opened the gifts and they fell down and worshipped Him. And opening their gifts, they presented their gifts with joy. So the truth is, when it comes to giving gifts, the motive behind the gift is really, really important. And so I was thinking about the three different types of people who give gifts or even the different types of gifts that we give. The first type of gift that we give is a gift that we give because we got a gift. You know, I want to call it the gift for a gift gift. You know what I'm talking about? It's, the, it's that moment of panic when, when you get a gift from somebody and you realize you didn't get a gift for them. And you scurry and you run and you try to get that gift. You, you run around and the stores are closed, but oh, there's always 7-Eleven. And so you run in and you get a 7-Eleven gift. And you wrap it up really quick because you don't want to be embarrassed because you didn't have a gift. It's the gift that you get for someone who you weren't planning on getting. And so I want to call it the gift for a gift gift. But then there's the gift for a favor gift. The gift for a favor gift is that gift that you get because the truth is you want a favor from someone and so you're actually hoping that they don't get you a gift because if they get you a gift then they return the favor but you want to keep you want to keep that person on the rope you want to make sure that they always remember that you got them a gift and they didn't get you a gift so you're going to call for a favor one day that's the kind of gift that's the gift for a favor gift but then there's another kind of gift and this is the kind of gift that I think we should all learn to give. This is what I call a grace gift. This I call a gift that there's no strings attached to it. And, and how do you define a grace gift? A grace gift is a gift that's unrepayable. A grace gift is something that you can't put a dollar value to. A grace gift can never, ever, ever be repaid. A grace gift is something that is immeasurable. It has immeasurable worth to the person who's received that gift. In other words, a grace gift is a gift that cannot ever, ever be measured with money. And myself, I have to tell you, I have received some incredible grace gifts in my life. You know, in fact, I, I have to tell you that I am such an incredibly blessed man because I have received incredible grace gifts 
from people that loved me. The first grace gift that I've ever received was a grace gift from my grandfather. My grandfather was 15 years old when he came to America. He was an immigrant. And he worked very hard in the coal mines, mines in actually in Pittsburgh. And then he moved to New York. He did not know the Lord as his personal savior back then. My grandfather worked very, very hard. And to my grandfather, I would like to say thank you for allowing me to live in the greatest country in all the world, United States of America. But my grandfather gave me a greater grace gift because one day my, grand, my grandfather gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he became such an incredible man of God that he would literally travel from place to place preaching the gospel in Italy when it wasn't popular. My great, 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 and I don't mean in, in the sense that he was my great, great grandfather, my great, great hero grandfather gave me Jesus, the greatest gift that I could ever have. My grandfather also gave me a mother, obviously, who was an incredible woman of God. And my mom taught me how to have courage. She gave me the grace gift of understanding that no matter what I go through in my life, that God will always be there because there's always a reason for everything we face in our life. And maybe today, this morning, you're facing some difficulties. Well, my mom, a single mom, taught me to always have courage and always remember that God was with me. You see, I am convinced that grace gifts can be given in all kinds of different ways in our life. I'm thankful for the grace gift that my, my wife gives constantly to me. That of a, an unconditional heart. One who loves me with all of her heart. Who serves me every day. Who tells me in so many different ways. You know, there's all kinds of different love languages. My wife's love language is to serve me and to love me. And to make sure that, that I'm well taken care of. And that she prays for me. And so, there's all kinds of different grace gifts. In fact, I want to share another grace gift that I received recently. Because I'm getting somewhere here. And this grace gift came in the form of a note that my, my daughter gave me. She said... Daddy, as I sit on the couch watching you preach via live stream, my eyes are tearing. I want, you, I want to tell you how proud I am of you. Every single time I listen to you preach, I'm brought to tears. Although it can be very difficult at times to be a pastor's daughter, hearing you preach makes it worth it all. I'm not just saying this to make you happy. But I'm telling you this because I'm truly proud to say, you are my father. No matter how difficult it can get, and it can be very difficult, I am always proud to call you daddy. You are an awesome man of God, and one day I hope to possess the same characteristics that you possess. I love you with all my heart. You mean the world to me. Love, Julia. Time doesn't permit, and I'm going to really get in trouble when I go home because my two other daughters are going to say, is she your favorite or something? But my daughter Janine and my daughter Jenna constantly write me notes just, just like that. Notes that say, Daddy, thank you that you were at my basketball games and my football games and, or taking me to the football games. And 
thank you, Daddy. And, and by the way, my daughters like sports, okay? So there is hope for men with daughters. And Jenna, she has a, a wonderful wit about herself. I call it sarcasm. And she told me yesterday, she said, Dad, thank you for always allowing me to joke with you and, and uh, love on you. And, and, and thank you for always being there for me. And, and I got to thinking as I received these letters. And I got to thinking about this morning and what I would speak about. And I realized that there are all kinds of grace gifts that we can give one another. That have no monetary value whatsoever because they, it's just priceless. You, you can't put a price tag on it. I think of all the people that are in this church that work in the House of Hope. All the small group leaders and all the people that do those things that no one else sees in life. That become to other people grace gifts. So a grace gift could be a hug when somebody really needs a hug. A grace gift can be a, a word that you speak to someone. A grace gift could be a word that you speak to your son or daughter or to somebody else's son or daughter who's going through something and they can feast off of that word for a lifetime. I think of John Hale. I was 13 years old and John Hale was my Sunday school teacher. And I have to tell you, the reason why I get so choked up is because when I was 13 years old, I felt like things in my life were falling apart. And to be honest with you, I, I questioned whether or not I should, should live. And I thought of taking my life. But John Hale saw a young man who was a broken young man who went through some abuse in his life. And he took me under his wings. And he'd take me out on his boat. And he would share just his life with me. And I, I will never forget the moments that John Hale would pull me aside after Sunday school. And he would speak grace gift words into my life. And today, I want to tell you, I'm so glad. Somebody spoke into my life when I was at the lowest point of my life. John Hale has gone on to be with the Lord. But several years ago, I called him up. My mom got his phone number, and she said, Steve, I think you should call John and let him know what you're doing. So I sat in my office, and I said, John, do you remember me, Steve Malazzo? Do you remember that single mom and that kid who was in your Sunday school? Oh, he said, yes, I remember. He said, how are you? I said, well, well, John, I'm a pastor now. And God is blessing my church. It's growing so much. And God is doing so many great things in my life. I just want to thank you, John, that you gave me the grace gift of a hug, of a smile. Things that no one could ever put a price tag on. You were there for me. And so I want to tell you this morning that I think that we as American Christians need to learn how to give out grace gifts every day of our life it's a letter at the right time it's a call at a critical moment it's prayer at a dire moment it's just time it's just time I went to a memorial service for a, a man who lost his life at a young age and his wife she began to talk about time 
she began to talk about how important it is to make sure that we give everyone that we love time in our life. Because here's the bottom line. You can pray for that flat screen TV and you can watch the football game on that TV or you can pray for an iPhone or an iPad and believe me I want to tell you when you get that iPhone in your hand and it will be an iPhone 4S they'll come up with the 5 and you'll want it and when you get that iPad and it's got a really cool uh, screen and it's got a really cool way of typing on that iPad because somebody who gave it to you that's a wonderful gift that's an awesome gift but the truth is all of those gifts are gonna fade away but there's something that never fades away and that is an unconditional grace gift that we give to the people that we love why because grace gifts always last the longest and so this Christmas I've got the perfect gift that you can give it fits every size it touches every heart and it lasts a lifetime it's the grace gifts that we give one another every day of our life so dad give out some grace gifts of time sons give out some grace gifts to your parents and let them know how much you appreciate them and the greatest grace gift that we could ever give someone else is the gift of the knowledge that Jesus Christ came and was the greatest gift this earth, this earth has ever seen. He came and freely gave of himself with no strings attached. Maybe you're here this Christmas morning and you're wondering if you died today you would go to heaven. I want to encourage you today to know that you can receive the gift of eternal life. All you have to do is receive it into your heart. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so maybe you're here today and say, I wonder, am I really right with God? If I die today, would I go to heaven? Well, all you have to do is reach out. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If you'd open the door, I will come in. The greatest gift that you can receive today it's not a flat screen TV. It's not a hoodie from Hollister. It's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he wants you to receive him into your heart. And as a result, receive eternal life. Can you bow your heads right now? I want to pray for you. I want to pray God's blessing on your life. Bow your heads, everyone in this place. Close your eyes. Lord Jesus, we come before you today and we ask you, God, in the whisper of my voice, to speak a grace word in the lives of people that are here. Lord, I pray that you would walk up and down the aisles of this church and those that are watching this via live stream. And Lord, give them the gift of a whisper in the ear help them to see that you want to give them the greatest gift of all eternal life through your shed blood you freely died on the cross so that we might have eternal life thank you God thank you father that you gave your son 
Thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us a word today, a grace gift. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to be right with God this Christmas. I want to know that if I die today, I'd go to heaven. And I want you to pray for me. I promise you that we will pray for you. And we have someone standing ready to give you a gift. We want to give every person in this room a gift. That is the greatest gift of all. And that's the good news. And we have a package that we want to give to you. And so you might say, I want that gift. I want that free gift. I want that free package. I'm going to ask Marjorie to come right now and stand with me right here. And in a moment, we're going to dismiss. But she's going to have some free gift packets for anyone who wants this gift packet. Because we believe the greatest gift that you can ever have is the knowledge of how much God loves you. And how you can have peace with God. But you're hearing you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I, I want to know for sure that if I die today, I'd go to heaven. I want you to raise your hand. I want to, I want to pray for you this week. Would you show me as a sign of faith that you would like to receive Christ as your Savior? Just raise your hand quickly. Anyone here? God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else in the balcony? Say, I want to receive Christ as my Savior, my Lord. In a moment, we're going to dismiss. We're going to sing this one last song in worship to God. And I, I, I want you to do this with all your heart this morning. I want you to sing this. And I don't want you to stand. I want you to be seated. Because sometimes when we stand, we feel like, you know, it's time to move around. But can we sing this song again in reverence and joy to God? Can we sing, Oh, come, let us adore Him. And sing it with thankfulness into your, in your heart. As, as you realize the greatest gift that you've ever received is that grace gift. By grace, you have been saved. And, and, and then we're going to dismiss after I pray. And I'm going to invite you that raised your hand. Or maybe you didn't raise your hand. But you really want this gift, this gift package. And you want somebody to come and pray for you. We're going to do that this morning. But can we sing this as we're seated before the Lord? Whisper this song to the Lord in thanks given to God.